Welcome to Advance Your Belly Dance, a weekly podcast all about the business of belly dance. I'm your host, Jana, and every week you'll get belly dance business tips you wish your dance teacher told you when you first started. From how to start your first email marketing list to what you actually need on your website and everything in between. Let's get started. This week is a different episode where I'm sharing with you the audio version of an edited replay for the email marketing masterclass that took place last year where you learned how to start your email list. Now, the audio only version sounds weird out of context. I swear I'm answering people in the chat and not just talking to myself. So if you're a visual person and prefer the video replay, you can head on over to jana.dance and scroll down to the bottom of the website and click on get the free email marketing training and you'll get the video. So that's Z-A-N-A dot dance and scroll all the way down to the footer to sign up for the video replay. Otherwise, if you prefer to listen to the training instead, I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to Email Marketing for Blood Answers Masterclass by me, Jana. So hey there, um, I'm Jana. I've been dancing since 2007. I started out in Florida, so a couple of Floridians in here. And I've been living in Germany and Berlin since 2014. I am the host and producer of the Advanced Your Belly Dance podcast, which is a podcast all about the business of belly dance. So if you've been listening, you've heard me harping on and on about the importance of email marketing. And it is such a topic that I want to drill in every dancer's head because I see so little of it. Um, so we're going to talk about that and how you can be ahead of the game of that. And... I, yeah, I've been producing and hosting that podcast for a little over four years now, and I also do digital strategy for belly dancers, so belly dancers that need help and insight on what their website is missing or how they can also do their email marketing, but also things uh, with their social media, so anything that comes with the digital world of putting your dance business online. And I've recently finished and put out my course, Digital Marketing for Bell and Answers, which talks about this, as well as if you want to design your own website, what, how you can start branding, how you can think about your ideal customer, how to do social media ethically, because I think that's an important conversation to have. So I'll talk about that at the end if you're interested in knowing more information. But um, yeah, so I'm really excited to talk to you about this and a little bit of background uh, for the business part that I've done. I used to be a brand and web designer. So not just for blood dancers, but for other creatives, I've had the opportunity to even go to Italy and do the entire creative process for one brand, which was super fun. I got to hire people, have like a little bit of a team and and yeah, that would be the highlight of my of a sh short-lived career in that area. Um, but I wanted to focus on dance and how I can use the knowledge uh, for the business part for belly dancers as well. So trying to combine two loves at the same time. So let's get started. So today's agenda, what we're going to go over today. Oops why you need email marketing and how it can help you, why it's super, super, super important and what it can actually do for you, how to get started in the easiest way possible so that you're not overwhelmed and that you don't think that you have to do a million things at once, 
how to keep up with your new lists, and where to go if you want more help with your business strategy overall and you're ready to take charge of your business. As I mentioned, I have a course. And if you're really like, okay, this is great, but I want to know more, then I'll mention that at the end. So I am a huge fan of being in complete control of everything that you put out, meaning that it's great if you can throw money at a problem and hire someone to do something for you, but you still need to know how it works. So it's great if you hire a web designer, that's fantastic, definitely have a website, but you need to know, is this the best website that's going to get me the best results? Because anyone can throw something pretty on there, for example, but is it actually going to get you any results? Yeah. So when I work with uh, dancers, for example, on their websites, I take them through, okay, what is your end goal and how can we make that happen? So that it's not just, this is just pretty pictures of you online. Anyone can go on Instagram and find that, but how can this website actually work for you? Cause otherwise it's just, it's just sitting there. Disclaimer though, you have to work. So this is not, I'm going to make an email list today and then the money's going to come rolling in. No, it's still work. It's not overwhelming work for sure, but it's still work. You still have to put in, <laughs> yes, I had to find a, a family friendly gift for this, but um, it's still having to put in the work yourself. And as I mentioned, I love the business part, my brain loves this and also someone that likes to have control of my own business. I like to know every little aspect. Now, now that doesn't mean that you have to be perfect and it doesn't mean you have to go learn web design today, but you have to have a working knowledge of what works and what doesn't work so that even when you're hiring someone, you know exactly what to look for. You know exactly, okay, this is what I'm looking for. Let's have an open conversation of, are you able to help me get there because I don't have the time or I don't have maybe the resources to do this on my own. So it's very, very important that you know that. And I'm not at all someone that says, okay, this is very easy and you're going to do it in one evening and forget it. No, you have to put in the work, but it's going to reap the most benefits, especially if it's something that it's in your control and it's in your own power. So if you have a website, but it's just sitting there, or if you get some likes on social media, but it's not really making any money because your followers don't pay a rent. Or even if you want to host an event, but you don't know how to get people's attention in the era of Zoom fatigue, perhaps, and you're not sure if you should be doing it or how to stand out. Or even if you're not sure if you have the time to put a website yet, but you know you want to have one out in 2021, then you definitely need these two things. And I'll talk about how to have that in a second. So one is your own domain name. Even if you don't have a website up yet, I want everyone to own their name. So if your name is Bob the Belly Dancer, I want you to own bobthebellydancer.com. I don't know if that, that's just something I made up, but I want you to at least own your domain name and it's super, super affordable. I go through a domain register where I only pay $7 a year. Um, I use them for lots of things. So I really want you to own your domain name, even if you don't yet have a website up. And even if you don't yet have your own website, you definitely can still get started on an email list. So even if your website is under construction or if you're like, oh, I will have one up soon, but I want to get started, then you can already start collecting 
emails for email lists. So I want to know right in the chat, because now I can see the chat. Um, do you have a website? Do you currently have an email list? What what's what's your situation like at the moment? Do you have one? Do you have both? None, maybe. I have a website but no email list, none, just Instagram, both website email list. I'm working, <laughs> Catrice, yes, I'm working on your website and it's it's quite lovely, I have to say. Um, no email list, a website, no list. So it's it's a mix, yeah. I see um do you have either one or the other? Some people have both, some people have none. That's completely normal building my email list. Yeah, great, great. I want everyone after today, <laughs> even if you don't have a website, again, to think about how can I build my email list? Now, if that sounds overwhelming, don't be stressed out, Kermit. Um, this, I'm gonna take you through two things that you can do that will get you started and that it's not going to overwhelm you. Yeah, because you can get really, really technical and really into how you want to have your email list and all these things, but forget about that right now. Think, forget about the technical aspects, and and I will and I will talk about the two things that you need. By the way, you can choose whichever email platform you want. They're all pretty much the same. Um, just go with the one that either you've had experience with before, or if you really like their customer service, especially if you're not very technical. Um, if you want to test out first their customer service and ask a lot of questions and see how that feels. That's a good way of testing um, the platform before you buy it. I personally use MailChimp. I've been with them for a very, very long time. I like their design and I like, it's really easy to use. It's also free up to a certain point. Uh, many of you won't need to have to pay for a platform. Um, it depends on which one you go with. If there is one that you like, you can always, I always tell um, if I'm doing any kind of consultation or design for dancers, I would say, ask around and ask what people like to use. You can always ask them if they have a referral code that way you're also helping the other person and you probably get some sort of discount. So see what works for you. As I said, I personally like MailChimp um, from a design perspective. I like them as a company. They, they do a lot of cool content ideas. Um, they even have like videos out. So I like them as a company. I like them as a platform, but you can definitely uh, use another platform. And I know MailChimp is limited uh, when it comes down to more advanced email marketing. Um, it is limited with how you get people tagged, but I use um, another thing that helps connect the dots between that, which is also free, it's Zapier. Um, and up to a certain amount of tasks you can have for free. So it, that's a whole, that's a whole other thing. But if you're someone that's like, I have an email list, I'm not sure if Mailchimp is the right one for me. There are workarounds. So, um, but that's just what I use and what I recommend. So what usually happens with dancers that I see is you get on social media and you focus all your energy on posting. And you end up, when you want to have something to sell or you want to advertise an event, you pay to advertise. Usually it is on Facebook. And then you get little to nothing in return and you feel defeated. Or the paid ad does well, but every post after that is just crickets in the background. And this is because social media is not there for you. It is a business. It is anything that you don't pay for, you end up paying for with your 
with your data in a sense, as we all know now, especially with Facebook. And it's not, even if you look at the latest updates for Instagram, it looks more like a marketplace rather than sharing pictures. So I want you to stop focusing all your time on social media and start redirecting people to email marketing because the things that you post on social media, you do not own. Someone could hack into your account and you could lose your followers or Facebook could go down tomorrow and there's no way for people to like get in touch with you. With an email list, these are people that sign up to hear specifically from you and they've given you their permission to email them. So it is a lot more powerful and it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to feel defeated. You don't have to feel like, I, I, I thought I was supposed to do Facebook ads. Everyone told me to do. Everyone's on social media. Why is this not working? And it's exactly because everyone's on social media. They're not there to necessarily buy. They're there to interact. So there's a way to do social media marketing. But I also don't want you to depend too heavily on it because you don't own anything that you put on there. What you own is your website and the content you put on there and the people on your email list. And that's what I want you when it comes to being in charge of your own business. I want you to really remember that. So an email list can make your life easier through automation. So for example, when we're going to talk about how to get started, you can have an automated email sent out so that you don't have to go in every single time someone joins and send them a welcome email. Or if you have weekly emails that you want to send out that you're not like, oh, I have to actually manually go in and send it every week. No, you can plan for as long as ahead of time as you want. And it makes your life so much easier. If you're selling something, you can send the receipt automatically. You can send follow-up questions. You can send feedback surveys. This is all automated. So think of all those messages you get on Facebook and Instagram, all those DMs that you have to have filter through and how much easier it is if, if all that entire process is automated when people know exactly what they're getting when they sign up for your list. It also gets people to start trusting you enough to buy from you. So this is all about trust because it takes a lot more touch points now, especially in the age of endless scrolling and, and everything is constantly online in our faces. It takes a lot more time from someone to go from that they found you online to an actual customer. And one of the ways that that can benefit you even in the long run is having an email list. So if someone even isn't ready to buy from you right now, they could refer you to someone. They could just enjoy your content so much that they talk about you. They could think, okay, well, I don't have the money right now, but next time it launches. So it's a great way to keep up with people and inter interact and get them to trust you. And it stops making you rely on social media or pay-to-play advertising, which is having to constantly pay for boosting your post or Facebook ads, this and that, or, or um, getting people to, to shout out your product or something like that. Yeah. So this is a really organic way that people are like, Hey, I want to know more about you and I will just sign up and it's, and it's win-win for both. And that way you have more time to dance. So look at Monica over here. She's happy she has her email list and she can dance. So this way you don't have to constantly think about 
okay, how can I, I have a product that I want to sell, or I have a business, I've, I have a belly dance costume business, or I have something that I want to promote, but I'm spending all my time on social media. And how can I, how can I get people to, to start uh, trusting me to buy from it? How can I do this? So this way you can have more time to dance. I'm such a friends fan. Me too, Kelly. I had to avoid having to have just a, it was going to be a friends themed presentation, but I, but I have a couple of mix though. And if you've been on my email list, you know, I love gifts. I actually had someone reply to me with a thank you gift of a little cat. And I was so happy and proud because it was like, this, this person gets me because if you're part of my email list that I do um, alongside with my podcast every Sunday, um, I send out like gifts uh, in, in the emails and the fact that people reply to me with gifts now, I just feel like this is, this is it. This is my job is done. I'm good. So if I have not drilled home the idea of the importance of an email marketing list by now, let's look at some statistics. Let's geek out a little. In 2019, a study found that for every dollar you spend on email marketing, you can expect an average return of $42 that surpasses any social media marketing. Um, and this is when talking about spending a dollar just depends on, on what exactly if you're doing some kind of specialized promotion within the email, but think of it as every dollar of your time that you're going to get back potentially $42. Yeah. Emails with a personalized subject line, they generate 50% more higher open rates. So think of the emails that you get that really speak to you that you want to open and click. They have something personalized in the uh, subject line versus all those social media posts that you never see because the algorithms are constantly changing and you have no idea who's posted what. You have to either turn on notifications or go into that person's profile, but an email it's there. Everyone checks their email every day or, or during, let's say, the, the work week. Um, but social media is, is a hit and a miss. Adding videos to your email can increase the click rate by 300%, which is really important because the click rate is what you're going to look at when you, what you actually want people to take action on. And you can incorporate uh, videos which, uh, which will get your emails to be open and read more. And when looking at the frequency with which people would like to receive emails from brands, 49% said that they would like to receive promotional emails from the favorite brands on a weekly basis. So if you're ever worried like, oh, I don't wanna bother people too much. Maybe they don't, don't wanna hear from me. 49% of people specifically, especially they signed up specifically to hear from, from their brands, their favorite brands, they want to hear from them every week. So don't think that you're, if you dedicate a weekly email list that you're bothering people, because if you're putting out the right type of email and the content, then it's not bothering people. People are going to be happy to hear from you. Yeah. So where do you start? Where do we start all this? I've, I've been, you're like, all right, Jana, I'm on, I'm on board with the email list. I'm, I'm ready to get started. I agree. Um, how are we going to do this? So you're going to do two things to get started. So number one is you're going to have an opt-in offer, AKA we're going to call it the freebie. You're going to hear me use it interchangeably. And this is the thing that you're going to have that people get onto your email list. So use what you already got. So if you have taught before, if you have gig before, if you have sold costumes before, if you 
I don't know anything else dance related before you've probably taught in some way, shape or another, even if you're not a teacher and if you've just done gigs, how do you get those gigs? You have templates of contracts, for example, or you have ways or Q and A's, uh, FAQ, sorry, frequently asked questions that you do with your potential client back and forth. So use what you already got and see how can I make this into an offer that people will want to subscribe to and get immediate access and stay on for. Evergreen will work best. So this is something, evergreen content is something that is true now. It will be true in five years. It will be true in 10 years. It's not something very product specific, for example, that can always change. It's something that you can update with time to time if you want to if you want to update your, your information, sure. But it's true now and it will be true down the line. So that's what I mean when I say evergreen. So that way it's easier on your brain and you don't have to think about it. So for example, my opt-in, um, people can, can subscribe to my website if they want. But the thing that I mainly have is my, I have a free email course called Less Is More. And it's a three-day email course. And um, that was created years ago. I updated some information uh, earlier this year, a few months ago. And it's, it, it's not a lot of work. I had an entire workshop based on the topic. So I had the content, I had the information. I decided to take bits and pieces of the workshop uh, that I was was willing to to give away for free, and then people could get a chance to see. Okay, this is the type of thing that I'm all about, and then to to they stay on for the emails. Yeah. If you're extra fancy, one opt-in feature can be you can have a quiz, like you know those personality quizzes, those BuzzFeed quizzes, and all that stuff that'll lead people in. I don't see this enough in, I don't see this enough in the online world. Um, one of my online coaches, they do this and they do it really, really well. And um, they do an online business and they do coaching and their quiz is like, what kind of business person, like, where are you stuck in your business? Are you someone that procrastinates? Are you someone that has trouble managing time? Are you perfectionist? So it's a quiz that you do. And then you, you get the answer to the you like you get the solution to the problem if for example you have trouble managing your time you get a free like the email course for that and then you're opted into their general email list which I think is fantastic because people are are wanting to know okay I have like I know I have some problem but I want to know how to solve it and and so I think a free tip for y'all like if someone wants to be extra fancy you can do this. So you can do what kind of belly dance, what kind of golden era belly dance style are you or anything like that. I think that would be really fun to see. And that way you get people on the list. And um, I think that's just fun. I don't see enough of that. You offer something even for those who aren't ready to buy right now. And I'll go into that into the, into the second step, but you want to think about, yes, the end goal is to promote your, your business, which we all need to sit with and think, we are making a living and there's, if we believe in our products and we know we're coming from a place of serving, there's nothing shameful in promoting yourself. Yeah. You're not some like snake oil salesman, like in a dark alley trying to sell your stuff. You are an artist, you are a dancer, you're a teacher, you're a business owner, and there's nothing wrong with, with selling because you're, you're servicing, you're helping other people. And yeah. So even if you, aren't getting people that are willing to buy from you right this second, you never know what the situation is down the line. So you're trying to create this, this trust 
with someone and tell them, hey, this is why we're going to be perfect for one another. And even if you don't have a website, you can still build an email list while your website is under construction. So even if you're like, I don't have the time to do this before the end of the year, I'm going to have just a, a page on, on a website just with an opt-in, hey, um, this is under construction, but here's my freebie you can get in the meantime, and then you can keep sending those emails. So as much as I would love everyone to have both a website and an email list right now, right today, I understand that's not feasible. This year has been a bit of a garbage fire, and I completely understand the overwhelm. I work 12-hour days, so I get you can't tell, like you can't do everything all at once. But um, I don't want that to discourage you from at least taking the step of having an email list. So it's great if you have both, and that is the end goal. But you can still have an email list even if your website is under construction. So another tip is I love Squarespace. Um, the websites that I designed for Belly Dancers, I always recommend Squarespace because it's aesthetically pleasing. It's easy to navigate. It's a company that I know is going to be around for a while. There are no security issues. Um, sometimes when you get a WordPress site, if you do too many plugins, the plugins are all by different companies and you never know how often they update their thing and you, and you don't know if it's going to be a security issue. So I love Squarespace um, and one of their main features, and you don't have to be a designer to, to do this. If you're like, okay, I, I just want to have something out done is better than perfect. You can use, um, it's called a cover page on Squarespace and that is your email opt-in. So you just have to put under construction, uh, you can have an estimated date, you know, if you want and then put in your offer, link it to your email list and bam. So now the question is, how do you get followers? You're like, I have this, this, op this opt-in that I think is really cool. I think it really resonates with the people that I'm trying to reach. Where do I find people? So you can use a website opt-in. So when you have your website, you can have people opt in to your uh, email list, which is what everyone should be doing. If you're going to do that, though, make sure to use those pop-ups very sparingly. So if you're going to have a pop-up, first of all, I'm someone that if I don't like something, I don't want to put it on my own site. I don't per personally like pop-ups that much, so I don't use them that much. But if I'm going to use them or if I talk to my, uh, people that I've done their websites for, I tell them, you know, it's up to you, pros and cons. If you're going to do a pop-up, make sure it does not show up on the mobile version. I'll say that again for the people in the back. If you do pop-ups, I get it. It's, it is a great way to get people to sign up, but make sure it is only live on the desktop laptop version. And how you can do that is, it is getting a little bit technical, but if you have a web designer or um, someone that's coding a website, they can do this for you. If you're doing it yourself, again, it's not, a, not an ad, not a sponsor, but Squarespace, it has, um, has the option to disable for the mobile site. And that's because more and more people are on their phones and nothing bothers me more <laughs> than when I get a pop-up and I'm on my phone and for the life of me, I cannot click out of it because it's like zoomed in and then I just leave the site. So you don't want people leaving your site. You want them to take action to do something. So please, if you're going to use a pop-up, just make sure it's disabled on the mobile site um, because like it is the most annoying thing. Um, yeah. So 
that would be my, my design tip. You can link your email list to social media. So if you're very active on social media already, you can make that the main link in your profile. Um, if you're doing a, a lot of Instagram posts, you can even have, I, I use a link tree and you can have different uh, links, but otherwise, if you wanna keep it simple, just have the link to your email list just in your social media profile and you can share it on social media, reach out to existing customers or students or clients and tell them, hey, I'm going to do this uh, email list if you want to know more, like if you want to get more information um, on a weekly or biweekly, monthly, whatever. We'll talk about that next uh, basis. Um, I'd love it if you could sign up. You'll also get this freebie offer. And you can link it to an existing blog or a content strategy. So if you have um, YouTube series, or if you have a blog, or if you have a podcast, I'd love to listen to it. Um, anything like that, you can link it to that in order to tell people to, to get on there. Yeah. So some opt-in examples. You could have discount or free shipping if you sell products. You can have a 15-minute consultation call for custom orders if you do custom design. If you are specifically a wedding dancer, you can have a checklist for soon-to-be brides or grooms who want a belly dancer at their wedding. So this um, you know, would help save their mental energy for all the things that they need to go through when they're thinking of planning their wedding. So that could be an opt-in. If you love playing Zills and you want to teach people how to do that, you could have video lessons of how to start. You can have a PDF of all the tools you use for your online classes. And I think that's um, if you're really into Zoom and you're really like an expert in that, I think that's a great thing to do. Or just even an explainer video of how to get started on Zoom. So it's the, the world is your oyster. Anything that you think, okay, this is what I want to be known for. This is, this is my jam. This is what I really want to talk about. And look at all the things that you, the advice you've given, the videos you've posted, the, the classes you've taught or the gigs you've done and what you've learned from them. Go back and think, okay, what could be something that is not going to take me too much? Because again, done is better than perfect. We're not trying to, and you can always revise this. Yeah, but think about, okay, what is something that I either already have or it's going to not take me a lot of time to, to, to just have this up there as a freebie and I can put it out there and get people to sign up. Or um, if you want to do an email class of how to start sewing your own costume. So that would be pretty cool too as an opt-in. So your, your entire strategy is going to look something like this. So the first thing I want you to think about is what is your opt-in or your freebie, how you're getting those people to give you their email address. And then they're going to be sent the welcome email, which is going to be automated. You don't have to go in and manually click it. You're going to set that up depending on which provider you use. It's very simple. Um, there's lots of videos out there. Um, again, you can contact customer support if you really need to get technical, but the welcome email will usually be how they access that opt-in unless you're doing uh, an email course where it could be over a period of time. What I do with mine, uh, with my less is more course is the very first email tells them, hey, this is you're going to be getting uh, over the next three days, just so you're aware. Um, and then I ask a question. Um, I ask uh, what they're struggling with in belly dance or when they felt the most happy in that way. It 
tells people that sign up for my list that I'm a real person <laughs> and I actually answer people. I act, even if it takes me a little bit of time, I do actually answer every single uh, email back that I get uh, in response to that. And it's actually really, really good down the line for you to know exactly what kind of people are subscribing and what their struggles are and how you can help them. Is there something that you could provide help with? Is there a product that you can make based on people's struggle or is there anything that you can help them with? Yeah. And after that is going to be your regular, after whatever your freebie is, whether it's a course, whether it's a free video, a checklist, whatever it may be, you're going to filter them into your regular email newsletter, which we'll talk about next, what that's going to look like. And don't be afraid in between that to promote yourself. So you're not writing an email list because, I mean, maybe you are, but I assume you're not in this uh, masterclass to just write emails to people like you, you want it to do it with a purpose. And then, so whatever that purpose is, whatever your end goal is, and I suggest sticking to one thing at first, um, you're going to sprinkle it in throughout the email. So you could, and this totally depends on your comfort level. This totally depends on your launch dates. It totally depends on a lot of things. It's up to you. But you could have, for example, after three newsletters where you're just providing help, um, or, or your thoughts about something or whatever your co content strategy will be, which we'll talk about next, then you're going to have the promotion of why they should, um, uh, why they should care and, and how it can help them. Yeah. You could do it after every three, after every four, it, it totally depends on you, or you could even combine together at the end of your regular email newsletter. You could have a little bit of promotion as well. It totally depends on what you're doing. And then you can filter back through the email newsletter, yeah? So the second thing you need to do, so you can't just give an opt-in, uh, give a freebie, and then people never hear from you again, because that would not be a strategy. That would just be an email, right? So we all know how to send emails, but that's not what we're doing here. We're trying to create a strategy. So with that strategy is the first one, how to get people in. And the second is how to get them to stay, how to get them to, to trust you, how to get them to, to like you, and then to be happy to see your emails. So remember that building trust and showing yourself as an expert in whatever it is that you want to show people that you're an expert in is the bigger goal here. So just because you have an email list and you use it once, that, that's not a strategy. And that's, have you ever signed up for something and you forget you signed up for it because you're like, I haven't heard from you in like a year? Like it's, and it's, and it happens to the best of us. It happens to all of us where if we don't have a consistent strategy, we're like, we get overwhelmed. We don't know what to send, but I'm going to tell you how to think about, about the bigger picture here, but think of just the bigger goal is to build people that you want to work with as much as they want to work with you in whatever aspect that may be. You're trying to find your people. And one way to do that is to pop up consistently so that they know what you're all about. Yeah. So someone that has an email list but never uses it is not going to make a sale when they send out one email. That's not how that works. So you want to create a content calendar that you can keep up with. So you want to create a list, uh, a strategy for your list that, that you can realistically do. So don't promise weekly emails if you can't dedicate the time to weekly emails. If you know weekly is too much for you, then try every two weeks or every three weeks, but just make sure that that's very clear when people sign up so that they know 
if because if they're if you're saying weekly emails and they're not hearing from you weekly, it's going to be like, did I unsubscribe? Did I miss them? What happened? And same goes the other way. If they're like, wait, I only signed up for monthly emails, but I'm getting all this content now. Yeah. So make sure that it stays consistent and you can always change this down the line. So if you're like weekly sounds like too much, I think I can do every two weeks though, then you can try and do that. So one way to help with the overwhelm or the not overwhelming yourself is batching your content. So you're ahead of the game. So you can dedicate one, one afternoon or one specific day where you're like, okay, today is the day that I'm going to write all my emails out for the next, I don't know how many, many emails, if you do every two weeks or every week or every month, whatever it may be. And that way you're ahead of the game. And one of the things that I love about email marketing that shows more results when you're doing it ahead is that you can plan ahead of time. You can do the same thing with social media posts. You can, you can schedule them, but with emails, it's such a more, more personal way you're getting into their inbox and also I don't have to think about it if if I'm if I'm sick that day that I have to write or if I just don't feel like it or if there's an emergency. So it's all about planning and automating and making sure that your life is easier, not harder. And your emails don't have to be long. And actually you can keep it on the shorter side for people that read on their phones. So you don't want to be scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and reading like a New York Times article on your phone, you want to keep it short. And that works great if you're like, I don't know what to, like, I don't know how long I should write or what to write about or, or anything like that. So keep it short, keep it concise and keep it true to you. Keep, write how you talk and just make sure, like, think of writing to your VIPs. I call my emails the VIPs because these are people that were like, I want to hear from you. And you're having a conversation with them. You're talking about, hey, I'm sharing this knowledge. What do you think? You can ask questions. You can have engagement, you can see how it goes. Yeah. So some examples for, for consistent content strategy or things that you could write emails about is how you create your belly dance costume designs, where you get your dance inspiration from a case study or a client testimonial. If you've already done a product and then you're like, Hey, this is how I help this person that really helps people see, um, really well, like, oh, okay, cool. Like I, I identify with that person your creative process, your online class equipment recommendations that I'd love to read, um, how you started dancing and what you've learned since. So it could just be a whole bunch of things and everything and in between. It could be all these things. It could just be anything you want, but just make sure that you keep it consistent. So if you're saying every two weeks, dedicate every two weeks. If you need to change that down the line, make sure that that you change that on your website or in your opt-in. If you're saying you will get an email every two weeks. Make sure to change that then. But um, yeah, just make sure it's consistent. And consistency is key. Again, just because you have an email list does not mean that people will want to buy from just the first email that they see. You need to build trust. You need to, to have a strategy behind it. And you're welcome, Kelly. Love these examples. Thank you. You're welcome. These are just some examples. So yeah, just the biggest takeaway here is to keep it consistent, keep it realistic to what you can do. Don't overwhelm yourself. We're trying to avoid the overwhelm and just think, okay, what is my opt-in? What is my freebie? How are people going to get on it? What, what should entice them to get it, get on my list? And how can I keep the conversation going? And if you're thinking, oh, well, how big of a list do I need to have? How many people do I need to have? Then 
what I love about email marketing is that you can have a tiny, tiny list of really dedicated people that as long as you see your, your open rate, like how many people open and how good your emails do and your click rate is through the roof and people, that is enough. So if you have even a small list of people, let's say even less than hundred, less than 50 people, but these are dedicated people. You can see in your analytics that they're reading constantly, that they're clicking. That is so much better than having a thousand randos follow you, especially on social media or even just signing up and then never engaging with you because these people are going to be your super fans. These people are like, I want to know more about what you're doing because I think you're awesome and I've stuck around and I want to, you know, so it's not about the size of the list. It's just about, it's the quality of your strategy. So to wrap it all up, start with what you have for your opt-in offer. So look at what you've already put out into the world, into into the dance world and see how can I repurpose that for this opt-in offer? Think of what info you've already given and what comes easy to you for a consistent email strategy. Again, if you are someone that does not like to write, you do not have to write every single email. You have to write enough so that people know that it's an email, but, um, or that they should open it. But beyond that, if you're like, oh, I'm not sure if I feel comfortable with this before I learn some more, you know, best copy practices and things like that, stick to what you like, stick to video, stick to audio, stick to whatever it is. You want to build trust and engage with your readers. So it's not just about sending emails out and then full silence. Uh, Ask people questions, see how they're doing, see if there's anything that you can help them with. People will will respond. And even better, those people that actually respond to your questions, you can start a conversation with them. You You can take what is the most common theme of what people are struggling with right now? How can I help them? Is there any idea for a class down the line or a service or a product or a blog post or a video, anything like that. And it actually helps you create content because you're asking people questions. Stick to a schedule that works for you. So do not promise weekly if it overwhelms you. It does not have to be weekly. It just has to be consistent. If you can only manage once a month, I would love it if you did at least twice a month so that people know that they've signed up. But If you're like, you know what, I want to do it, but I want to try once a month, make that clear and stick to it. Yeah. And don't be afraid to sell your, what we talked about, the promos versus like the emails that you're doing regularly, but find the balance. So thank you all so much for, for taking the time out of your lunch break, (laughs) waking up if you're in the the West or Central Coast in the U.S., for staying up if you're, if you're, um, anywhere later. Um, I know some people are in the German time and it's, it's, it's late to be here as well. So thank you all so much for this. I hope you got um, a clear to-do list. Again, I want you to take action. This is not about just watching it. If you're watching the replay, or if you sign up for the course, it's not about you just, okay, yeah, I'll do it in one afternoon. I'm going to, I'm going to Netflix binge this. No, I want you to take action because I want you to, to, to be comfortable with testing new ideas with and being complete control of your of your business. And this is going to be online. Yeah. So thank you all so much. And yeah, until next time. Have a good one, y'all. That's it for this week. Don't forget the digital marketing for belly dancers course is now open for enrollment. Again, this online course is made for belly dance business owners like you, where you'll learn everything about which online marketing strategies and tools to use from how to brand your business to how to create your content strategy to get more students and everything in between. 
To find out more, visit jana.dance forward slash digital. That's Z-A-N-A dot dance forward slash digital. I am also doing a special Q&A episode answering all your belly dance business related questions every month. So if you want your question answered, there's still time. You can always submit your questions at advanceyourbellydance.com and ask away. And if you love this podcast and have found it helpful in putting together your belly dance business, then please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with a short review of either how it's helped you in your business or your favorite episode. It'll take less than a minute, and this really helps other awesome dancers such as yourself discover the podcast. And if you want to reach out to me on social media, say hi or ask any questions or leave any comments, you can find me on Instagram at Jana Dance. That's Z-A-N-A Dance. Thanks again for listening and until next time.